0: the we're going family style deal
2: because i want a bite of your big mac
0: and i need some of your i'll
1: try your filet of fish
0: there's a deal for every friend group at mcdonald's order any two classics for just six bucks price of participation may vary single item at regular price cannot be combined with any other offer whether you're a skeptic or a believer Exxon Radio TV. For more information on the Exxon Radio TV show with yours truly, Rob McConnell, visit www.exoneradiotv.com or www.exxonetvchannel.com or simultv.com and xzbn.net.
1: Welcome to Heart to Heart Radio with uh, Dan and Ann. And uh, we're coming to you tonight on the X Zone Broadcast Network, www.xzbn.net.
3: And we have a wonderful program for you this evening as we'll be interviewing the other co host of this show, Dan Clark. And our topic tonight will be Did God Know His Creation Would Fall? A little about Dan. Uh, Dan Clark is the father of two girls, the author of three books, an XJW training course, and other resources. He's an informal scholar of religious psychology, having carefully studied countless faiths, religions, philosophies, philosophers, and books from all over the world. Dan has been a guest speaker on radio and TV and churches around the U.S. He lives with his wife, Angela, which happens to be me, in Idaho. Welcome, Dan.
1: Hi. How are you doing?
3: Great. So, so Dan, um, can you tell us what you mean by the fall of mankind exactly?
1: Yes, I, I just want to say that this show I've been wanting to do for a long time. And the reason I've wanted to do the show for a long time is because of this fall, because I have been under the curse, if you will, or the shame and guilt of this fallen and have never, ever Felt good enough until I recently, I say recently, but over my years, have discovered a new way of looking at the fall. And it's right in the Bible, it's right under everybody's nose. And nobody wants to look at it. And when I share it with them, they plug their ears, they turn their eyes, and they tell me I'm another religion. They say, You're a Mormon, you're this. You're an antichrist, you know, everything just because of this. So I just want to briefly go over what the fall is, the fall of man. Right. basically, Basically, it was this. We all we all know man was put in a garden. We know that the earth was created in seven days, according to the Bible. And I'm just talking literal here. And then God put man in the garden and, and we know that it was a beautiful, beautiful place. It was, it was just perfection and mm-hmm. man was perfect. And he saw man was lonesome and he, and he gave man a beautiful wife and he gave him food. He said, you could eat from all these trees. And, and then he put animals in there and water and he put him in this gorgeous, gorgeous garden. But he, but he gave him some instructions And what he told them in Genesis was he said there's a tree that he planted in the middle of the garden. And he said it was the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. And he said, do not eat from that tree. And the day you're eating of it, you will die. You will positively die. And so that was the only thing that Adam had to do. And Eve was just not eat from that tree. You've heard this story, Right, right? Right. Yep. Yep. And so, so anyway, what happens along this journey, and I know everybody out there knows this story, but Satan comes in, he, it says in the Bible that he was the craftiest of all the serpents. He was a beast. And it says he came in, and first he deceived the woman. And he basically recited what it was that, that uh, God told her. He said, mm-hmm. is it true that God said... You know, if you eat from the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, you will, you know, die. And she repeated it back. And he said, I tell you, you will not die. In fact, the day you're eating of it, and I want you to remember this, I want everybody to remember this. He said, The day you're eating of it, not only will you not die, he said, but you will be like God, knowing good and evil. Mm -hmm. And so this was an interesting thing. So sure enough, the woman saw that the food was good, and I'm sure she was desirous. And she took a bite, and she passed on the fruit to Adam, and Adam took a bite and did likewise. And then, just like immediately, it, it says their eyes were open, and it said they they saw that they were naked. And then, you know, they were trying to hide themselves, and and then God, you know, spoke to them and said, "What are you doing? Where why are you hiding from me? Did you eat from the tree?" and and uh, you, you know, and he said, yeah, this woman you gave to me, you, you know, said all this oh, stuff, right?
3: Mm-hmm.
1: You know, right away they were blaming the woman, right? Right, of course. And, uh, and so it was this woman you gave me. And then, and then the woman said, well, it's this, this, this thing that deceived me. You know, it wasn't my fault. But regardless, there was a, like a heavy, heavy consequence that happened to him. I mean, really heavy. I mean, they were told, one, they were told they were going to be kicked out of the garden. Mm-hmm. Eve was told that she was going to have, like, hard labor pains, that they would increase, the pain of her labor was going to increase. I mean, that's super severe, you know? Yeah. And then he, then he said, your husband is going to rule over you. And I thought that was such an interesting thing. I, I think of today that, you know, the, everybody talks about the men, uh, the head of the wife being the man and, and all this stuff, you know? And, but it doesn't seem like that was the case because God said, now your husband will rule over you. Mm-hmm. And I thought, wow, maybe, maybe there was an equal. Yeah, you know, they were equal then. Right. And then he told Adam, he said, you know, because of this sin, because of what you've done, he said, you're gonna, the ground is gonna be cursed. And he says, and you're gonna have painful toil to, to get your food. And and then he said you're gonna sweat, yeah, you know, and all this stuff, and and so this was like God was really mad, and yeah. and you know, and when you think about it, you think, golly, you know, did God not know, you know, that man was gonna do this? Was it really a surprise? Yeah. You know, did he not see Satan coming in? Did he? Yeah, you know, and you know, there's so many questions that come up. Why didn't he get him out of there in the beginning? And there's a lot of. There's a lot of mystery around that. You know, so d- depending on what church you go into, you, you know, they tell you, well, God had to allow this to happen to prove that man couldn't rule for himself, as if yeah. God had to prove something. Go ahead.
3: Yeah, of course, that's probably a Jehovah's Witness teaching right there. But it, so, Dan, what were the results of the sin then? What What were the results? You know? Well,
1: it just kept getting worse. It, it got worse. You know, God's, you know, throwing them out. He's putting these angels at the edge of the garden and flaming swords and all this stuff. And, and it was because they were bad. They they, they mm-hmm. missed it. They failed. And because of them, all creation fell from this perfect state, this perfect world fell into hell on earth. And then God had a backup plan, of course, right? Mm-hmm. And the backup plan was Jesus. He said, you know, because Adam was a perfect man and this blood was, was, was tainted now. Now we needed a perfect sacrifice. And so Jesus was going to be that perfect sacrifice for you. He was going to come down to earth and then he was going to die on the cross and then, or on a torture stake or or whatever you want to call it. And then he was going to give his life for everybody to buy us back because all mankind was condemned to to death. And so then, then what was going to happen, the final phase was Jesus was going to allow time for people to come to know him and to worship him. And to, you know, in a couple -hmm, of the scriptures, mm -hmm. I think it says every knee should bend and, you know, and fall on their face. And Mm -hmm. so, so Jesus was desirous, you know, that God put him in this position. And so it would be that if you didn't worship him, then he was coming back, according to Revelation, with a big white sword on a horse. And he was going to fly down and he was going to execute judgment. And I know there's all kinds of stuff in there about having marks on your head to be saved and all sorts of things are on your wrist or, or whatever. But that's the whole story. So man was bad. Jesus was coming back. He had to exchange blood for blood. And so he was going to die and be crucified in Golgotha and and. And, and then die for all of us. And then, in a sense, in that sense, we would be saved from us being dying, you know, from us being... From us
3: sinning, from us sinning. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And- well, I mean, please understand, audience, that Dan is not against Christians, or and he's not speaking against Christianity. He's just trying to clarify some things that are a little bit, in his opinion, maybe not quite right. So, so Dan, the results are guilt, shame... Fear of the father, um, fear of life. Uh, you know, man is still hiding. I mean, man is hiding now because of this, right?
1: Yes, yes. And there's lots of there's lots of things in what's interesting, and what I want to bring out in this talk tonight was in that same setting that I just read the same setting of the fall where they ate the fruit and they partook. And he said that the day you're eating of it, you'll positively die. Um, and, and then he said, um, not only would you positively die, but it would, you would be dead on that day. And then he said also, you know, there was a, a, a comment in there that you would be like God, knowing good and evil. And, and that has always been a mystery to me. You know what? But there's a mystery in there that makes perfect sense, that, that can bring relief to us all. And, mm-hmm. and I'm going to share it because it's so powerful. And any time I show it to somebody, I think it's so interesting because I get rejected. I get told, don't say that. Don't look there. So this next segment that we got coming up, I'm going to talk about the very thing that the church doesn't want you to talk about and i don't know why they don't want to talk about it i don't want to say they don't want us to see it so
3: so dan we're gonna to have to take a commercial break um okay. well well guys we'll be back with dan clark coming right up after the commercial break you can learn more about our guest dan clark which who's also the other host of this show by going to his website www.prodigaljourneys.com You're listening to Heart to Heart Radio Show on the X Zone Broadcast Network. That's www.xzbn.net. You can learn more about our show by visiting Heart to Heart Radio Show or check out our personal website. Again, that's prodigaljourneys.com. Again, we'll be right back after the commercial break
0: it's hard to listen to the news without realizing we're living in volatile unprecedented times yet never has there been such an opportunity to transform the human condition as old structures fail where can we find the guidance to co create a better way Find Your Path Home is an ever-evolving, leading-edge information, education, and healing resource center designed to support and guide you on your path to unity and enlightenment. Based on sound principles employed by Shaman Worldwide, we provide techniques that can support you through the current transitions, offering online Shamanic classes, international long-distance Shamanic healing sessions, complimentary Mission Evolution radio episodes and Stairway to Heaven TV vignettes, seminars, retreats, and much more. All of this can be found on findyourpathhome.com.
4: Yeah, guys, you'll never guess what my psychic guru just told me. Simultv.com. Exactly. Are you guys psychic too? Of course. We all know about Simultv.com. Simultv.com.
3: All right, we're back tonight. Our guest, who is also the co-host of this show, Dan Clark. Uh, We're speaking tonight about: Did you know that God's creation? Did God know His own creation would fall? So Dan, uh, we are continuing about the uh, different results that sin has had, and the biggest symptom of sin that was resulting from the fall of Adam or man.
1: Yes, yes, and and what I want to talk about tonight is the fact that that I think we mentioned it in the earlier segment that man is still hiding. You know, my dad, you know, died of shame. Uh, you know, he felt like he failed God and he felt like he was a sinner and he couldn't escape his sin. And he went to the church and they kept telling him he's not enough. My dad was a Jehovah's witness. And when he went to the church, they're like, you know, Mel, you're not having a home Bible study or your kids wouldn't be like this. If you were doing this, you you know, you would, your family would be better and uh, so on and so forth. So, so I have seen guilt, I saw my own guilt, I saw my mom, my dad's guilt, and I saw my own mother look up at me when she was dying and she said, Jehovah's gonna kill me. And I said, why uh-huh. mom? And she said, <clears throat> because I haven't made a meeting. Uh-huh. And I said, mom, they're carrying you around like a motor and you've had a stroke. You're in a like a tourniquet being hauled down the hall. And yeah. she says, Jehovah's gonna kill me. And But you know, I I thought it ended. I thought it ended in the kingdom hall. I thought that's where it stopped. But then I went into the churches and my God, I mean, people would come up to me and, you know, the churches have turned into these like sanctuary cities. You know, when you go into the church, it's kind of like, you know, this is where your salvation is. You know, they have like Celebrate Recovery now. Most, almost all your churches have a Celebrate Recovery. Yeah. And I'm not going to say Celebrate Recovery isn't a good thing. Where no. men can come out and say, hey, I'm sexually addicted. Hey, I've got this problem, alcohol or whatever. It's a good thing to be able to share those things. But here's the problem that I've seen in Celebrate Recovery. And I don't like it. I went to celebrate recovery for a year myself because that's where the weirdos go. You know, that's where the drug addicts go. That's where the sexually addicted go. So I went there and, and I think you went there too, Angela. Yeah, yeah, year. I sure did. And anyway, that the guy who was leading the group kept saying to the people who are the, you know, the ones that were missing the mark, I say, he kept saying, this is where the rubber meets the road.
3: Mm-hmm, yeah. And
1: I thought. What does that mean? This is where the rubber meets the road. Yeah. And it was when you give your life to Jesus, it's over. It's it's over. You've been cleansed mentally. You've been cleansed in your heart. It's all over. The truth of it is addiction takes as long as it takes right. to get Sex addiction takes as long as it takes to get over. Alcoholism yeah. takes as long as it takes. And I thought, wow. I just said, you know, you just set up a whole bunch of people for failure. And I've been in lots and lots and lots of churches. I've visited hundreds of churches. And, and I got to tell you, um, it's, it's the same thing. It's, it's a reminder of who you are as a sinner. I was in a Nazarene church uh, a few weeks back And it was the beginning of the year, and it was a Bible study. And the very first thing that they wanted to remind everybody was their sin nature. Now, let's remember the ultimate sin and what happened in the garden. And everybody looked down, and everybody got sad, and everybody remembered who they are. And let's never forget who you are, by the way, you know, and who we are.
3: Yeah, and you know what else, too, Dan? It's like all the churches, it seems like so many of them at least, just feel like it's just I like can't wait till the end, till Jesus finally comes back, and this God-forsaken, horrible place with the devil in it is ruining everything, and we just can't wait until Jesus comes. It's like living stops. You know, the sin is just too much for everybody. I think they just can't wait to be done with this life. It, it really shouldn't be that way, I don't think.
1: No, you know? and... and- And when you think about it, why thousands of years? Nothing until Jesus comes. Jesus is the only hope. Jesus is the only way. Jesus is, when Jesus gets here, then everything will be fixed. So what happened to all the people before Jesus? Well, depending on who you ask, some are going to be in a holding tank in the ground. You know, some are going to be here. Some are going to be there. Some go to heaven automatically. But the fact of the matter is, nothing good happened according to the Bible until Jesus came on the site, right? And and said, I died for you, right? I mean, I know other things did happen.
3: Well, I mean, when, when you look at it that way, I mean, you think about that. From Adam to, let's say, when the, the God finally started doing the, uh, the, the 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 sacrifices and the circumcision and the law was added and all of that. There was a huge period of time in there. And my, my question might be, did God care about those people from Adam until till then, before the law was given? It's like, well, I, I would think he loves his creation, and yet they, they didn't have the law, you know? I don't know. Yeah.
1: I don't know, it's it's made it to where it's us against them. If you believe in Jesus and you believe in that story and you accept that story and you accept Jesus, Jesus came, Jesus left, Jesus is coming again, you are saved and everyone else is dead. Right. But here, here's another thing I gotta tell you is the altar call. I yeah. think the altar call is one of the most deadliest things that you can do to a Christian. And I'm not saying there's not a guy that, goes up and goes to the altar call and he surrenders his heart and he has a transformation. I know that happens too.
3: Yes, yes.
1: But what I want to say is this, I have been in churches where there is 150 people that go up to an altar call on a Sunday and you never see them again. And I've had to wonder, you know, what happened? What happened to these people that went up there? You know, they were encouraged to stand up. You know how the altar calls does, right? They say, does anybody want us to pray? Just sit where you're at. And then if you feel, you know, courageous, go ahead and stand up and, uh, and then after you stand up, they say, hey, um, if you feel like it, come on down. And then they come on down and all the cameras zoom in and the pastor goes along and touches them on the head and walks down there and smiles and says, repeat after me. Do you accept Jesus as your Lord and Savior? And then they say yes. And there's a rejoicing and applaud. And then they're given Bibles and, and, and all this stuff. But, but here's the danger, 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 danger. They're not changed yet. They aren't transformed yet. And I know churches are talking more about the transformation that happens, but many times the altar call is more devastating. You leave the church, you fire up a joint, you look at Nancy next door. I mean, let's be real. We still have a lot of our human nature still in us, our animal, our lower nature, our missing the mark self, our sinning self, however you want to say it. And so we leave the altar call and we feel good. It's similar as a baptism. We come up out of the water. We feel so good, so clean. And then sin, the adversary, Satan, Satan, whatever you want to call it, is right back at it. And you know, for most of us, I know myself, I wasn't there yet. I wasn't to this place where the church gave me the impression that I should be. I should be in a safe state. I should now just walk in the light. And no light, no darkness. It just should be I walk in the light. Um, and, and, and it's dangerous. So, so anyway, the point I'm making is you lose most of those people. And, you know, at one point in my life, I thought I was this horrible horrible man i mm-hmm. had to go to the elders i mean i told them you know I, I masturbated you know and i went to them and they pulled out the big calendar three men and told me to put an x on it and i did you know they said did you fall back yes and they put an x on it and not one of them not one of them said they did it too they, they yeah. did that once even you know and you know,
3: so that's the thing, Dan. It's like, you know, if you had to bring it out, then that means something went wrong when you were baptized. And nobody wants anyone to think that something went wrong. I mean, you, you gloriously told everyone of your wonderful day. So it, that's devastating. So you hide. And I, I, I really, really see this. We're not willing to speak up and say, you guys, I'm struggling with this. We just hide, 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 and it's killing us.
1: Yes, yes, and you know, they've set up these churches anymore like cities. When you go there, they they tell you we have art, we have hospitals, we have food, we have clothing, we have it's 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 a one-stop shopping. It's yeah. all inclusive. We have music. We forgive the sins. Counseling, um, reading
3: counseling, rooms. Yes, counseling and community. You know,
1: and yeah. and not that that's all bad. I I keep wanting to go back. It's not all bad, but here's the problem. It's a false sense of security because they're promising freedom. They're promising liberation. And I'll tell you, I had to deal with my sin in the church and I've had to deal with it outside the church. Mm -hmm. And it was the same, except the church heaped tons and tons of guilt on me. And so anyway, you, you know, what, what I realized and how come the church keeps you coming back is because you can't escape the fact that you're going to miss the mark, right? Yes. When you leave today, you're going to miss the mark. You're going to yell at the guy in traffic. You're going to look at the girl with the short skirt on, you know, you're going to you're going to do something that makes you miss the mark. So the church has got it set up where you run to the church and you tell them what's going on and and they say, it's OK, you're, you're fine. But you know what I realized the church is? Right. I have a word that came to me today. Houses for the hopeless. Mm-hmm. You're in a hopeless. Stay in this ki- kingdom, they say. Stay in this. Don't go outside. And anyway, it's just, it's amazing. People live in suicide, hopelessness, and despair because mm-hmm. they can't be transformed. That's, and they can't be transparent,
3: you know. That's the other problem. So, Dan, how are we on time there? It's time. All it's right. It's time. We have to take a commercial break, guys. We'll be right back with Dan Clark. And our topic tonight is Did God Know His Creation Would Fall? You can contact our guest, and the, which is the other co-host of this show, Dan Clark, by going to his website, www.prodigaljourneys.com. You've been listening to the Heart to Heart Radio with Dan and Ann on the X-Zone Radio Broadcast Network. That's www.xzbn.net. Our website is hearttoheartradioshow.com. We'll be right back after the commercial break.
2: I'm not putting in. 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 I'm not putting in.
0: after the worship of many gods, they conceived the belief in one universal God, the maker of all there is. For more information, visit www.futureofgodamen.com. That's www.future. We all have that friend who wakes up early to go get everyone McDonald's breakfast, while the rest of us sleep in. This is your sign to thank them. And if you're that friend, this is us saying... Thank you. Now get a sausage McMuffin, sausage biscuit, sausage burrito, or hash browns. Choose two for two fifty.
1: Enjoy a large iced coffee for just two dollars. Price of participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Or combo meal, single item at regular price.
0: Of God, Amen.
2: You have heard of the X Zone? Now watch it on Simo TV. Plus five hundred video games, live TV channels free video on demand worldwide and more does this sound like tomorrow's television well it is but you can have it today right now it is simul tv simul tv offers what the others only wish they could provide fifteen exclusive channels like exxon sci-fi and horror we are worldwide no other provider offers that five hundred built-in video games no need to have an extra expensive system we have them included
3: We've been talking with our guest and the other co-host of this show, Dan Clark. We're so glad you joined us tonight. We've been discussing whether or not God knew the creation would fall. And Dan, you know, we've been just talking about how the church has maybe become a Band-Aid. Is is it causing some crippling and some low self-esteem Am I hearing? What do you
1: think? Well, I know that, you know, I was branded into sinner, you know, you're a sinner. And I did become hopeless and I did become, I did fall into despair. And it basically cripples the mind. And I know a lot of people have even faced suicide mm-hmm. uh, because yeah. of it, because they couldn't escape themselves. And you, you know, what's interesting, because when I looked up sin, it wasn't like a, a horrible, nasty thing. It said sin meant missing the mark, and repent meant turning around.
0: Yeah. It was
1: that simple, like all I have to do is turn around. So I couldn't help but think of Jesus at the when they when they were going to stone the prostitute they They brought the prostitute in, and she was caught in the act. And the older men brought her in and said, Jesus, you know what it says in the Old Testament? Let's bring out the stones and stone her to death. Yeah. And what happened was Jesus looked down and Jesus said, he who hasn't sinned, throw the first stone. And then it said the older men started to leave first. And so anyway, these older men started to leave and Jesus looked up and asked the woman, where are the older men? And she said, did not they find, you know, accuse you? And, and, she, and she said, no, they didn't accuse me. And he said, I don't accuse you either. Mm-hmm. Oh, my God. And then he said, stop sinning. Stop, yeah. Turn around. And so he said, I didn't come to judge in yes. another scripture. And, and anyway, so I started to think, wait a minute. I thought sin led to death. I thought the man that's sinning, he himself shall die. There was even scriptures that we had pounded in us, and it said this. It says, if you know how to do right and you do wrong, you have grieved the Holy Spirit, mm. and there's no more saving power for you. You're dead. Now, think about that, what that would do to your mind, okay? Oh, yeah. And, and so the I was in a real fundamentalist, you know, crazy, shame-based, fear-based church. But here's the mysteries, guys. Here's the mystery, what I've been waiting to tell you. When we go back to Genesis, there's a couple of things we need to look at. One is, Satan said, is it so that the day you're eating of it from the tree of life, you are sure to die? And yes, that is what it said. In right. Genesis, it's 2.17, The day you eat, you shall surely die. But we didn't. Yes, that is my question to all the listeners out there. They did not die on that day. No. Mystery, mystery. That is a mystery,
3: Dan. It is.
1: And and then the Christians will say, in defense of God, they'll say, well, you know, a day to a God is a thousand years. And you say, okay, well, let's look at the Bible again and see how long they lived. Nine hundred and thirty some thirty one years, they left. So they didn't live one full day either. It was it was you know what I'm saying. If a day to God was a thousand years, then they died. Go ahead.
3: But you know it's funny. It also says the opposite right after that too. That one one day is as a thousand years. So it's kind of like time means nothing to God. Is what it probably really means there. Anyway, just the point. Yes.
1: So so I'm gonna. so, So that was one of the things. They didn't die interesting yeah. now yeah, there's one more interesting thing in Genesis 3:22, God said it said the Lord capital L God said they become like us knowing good and evil and I remember hearing that the first time in a church they were starting off in Genesis and they were reading this and I almost fell off my chair I said, "Wait a minute. What, what do you, you know, what did they just say? I looked it up real quick, and it said the Lord God said, they become, become like us,
0: us yeah. knowing
1: good and evil." And then I thought, "Well, if God knows good and evil, and man now knows good and evil, is that like a bad thing?" Maybe God not. <laughs> Maybe not. Maybe not. And then, and then the ultimate sinning pagan thought popped in my head. What? That everybody detests. And the thought was this Did Satan lie? <laughs> because Satan said, I tell you, you will not die on that day. And then he said, You'll become like God, actually, and know good and bad, right? Which, is tr- which, which happened, and that's true, and God said so. Yep. Yes. And, and so I started looking at the prodigal son. Okay, now here's a really interesting thing does God allow for us to go down a wrong road does God allow for us to miss the mark according to the prodigal son story which was a certain man had two sons and one of them you know was a good son he stayed home and the other was a son that had to go out and kind of sow his oats. He, he wanted his inheritance. He wanted his piece of the pie. And, and what I wanna say is this is a story, Jesus yes. uh, said it was a trilogy. I yes. don't know if it was a real story, but it was a trilogy because he was saying, my father is like this, yes. my father's like this and we're all, all ears, right? And so 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 anyway, he says a certain man had two sons, one decided to leave. The father who represented God, the Lord, Jesus said, gave him his inheritance which means allowed him to live his life so in a sense so in a sense he was home right he was home with the father right Mm
3: -hmm.
1: he was in this paradise safe state right? right he's with the father everything i have is yours right yeah and so now he wasn't booted out but the father held the door for him and said go here's your inheritance i love you Wow, he was going away. And the evidence of that story was when he returned home. The father didn't even want to hear the story. The, and, and, and there's more to this. The other thing was, there's there's other trilogies along with this one that said there was more rejoicing over the one who went away, and I, and I couldn't help but tie it in with Adam, went away, right? Right And and lived in that duality, that state of separation. And so the father rejoices. There's more rejoicing over that one who went and fell in the pit and lost himself and came to the end of himself. And the other thing about that son was I realized something. What? There was no Jesus. It was Jesus telling the story of a man coming to the end of himself. Yes. And I went, oh, my God. Oh, my God. Do you mean that God will allow us to come to the end of ourself? That we're not wretched pieces of crap? Yes. That we need blood for blood? You know, that Jesus had to give his blood and pour it out for you creepy freaks that messed it all up in the, in the, in the old Testament, you know, he had to pour out his blood and be tortured. And I want you to remember it forever. And then, and then, you know, Jesus, of course, you know, you know, you're going to worship me. And then, and then if you don't, I'm going to, I'm going to kill you, you know, first God's, you know,
3: yeah, well, you know, and not only that, but Dan, but when the prodigal son came back, the father embraced him. Quickly put on the the royal robe and and put the signet ring, which means the ring that you can sign documents with. It's very oh, oh. royal. It's royal. That means royalty, Dan. And and to think that he 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 restored him to that position, and all he wanted was. I'm going to go home because at least my dad will let me be a hired servant, surely. And that's that was his plan. But then his father's like, no, 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 I'm completely restoring you. Now that blows me away. Jesus is telling this story. That's how much I feel like him and the father love us. So so if, if this is the case, then Dan, then what was Jesus's purpose then?
1: That is an interesting point. And so I had to look at it. I started looking at Jesus's story. And I realized Jesus was talking about love. I mean, think about this. A man, he's being crucified on, on uh, Golgotha, you know, skull place, Calvary. Yeah. He's yeah. being crucified. And Jesus looked out at all these people that deserve to die according to law. They're killing the son of God. There's man that perform miracles and all this stuff. And Jesus said, Father, forgive them for they don't know what they do. So mm-hmm. that reminds me of the prodigal son journey. Father, you you know, he went out and he, you know what I mean? So, so all of a sudden I went, are we miserable sinners? And then it made me think about this. I was like, oh my God, what if God knew in his great love, he said, I've got to allow man freedom to not just be a puppet, not to just be high on a drug of a paradise. And in this beautiful state, nirvana, you know, eating fruit, walking around, He, he doesn't know pain. He doesn't know joy. He just has one state that he's in, this one state of infinite bliss, but man chooses to go out and God's like, yes. And I wonder, If that is the same thing that happened in the Garden of Eden, that God opened the door and allowed man, I wonder if it's the same story as the prodigal son
3: well i bet it is dan it seems like it to me and it really makes a whole lot of sense to me but you know what's weird is like adam and eve didn't even know that other part of god and jesus they only knew the the perfection like when you're in a honeymoon you don't know all the pitfalls of marriage yet it's just bliss it's pure love that's all adam and eve knew up to that point so don't don't you think maybe god wanted them to know all of him i i don't know there's another thought there too but, you know, Dan, we got to take another break. Um, guys, we're going to take another break. But when we come back, we'll continue our discussion with our guest, Dan Clark. Again, he's also the co-host of this show. Um, his website is www.prodigaljourneys.com. So you're listening to Heart to Heart Radio show with Dan and Ann on the X Zone Broadcast Network. That's www.xzbn.net. For more information about Heart to Heart Radio Show, visit Heart to Heart Radio Show. That's TWO.com. All right, you guys, um, again, you're listening to the Heart to Heart Radio Show I'm on X Zone Broadcast Network. We'll be right back. <laughs>
4: Yeah, guys, you'll never guess what my psychic guru just told me. S i m u l t v dot com. Exactly. Are you guys psychic too? Of course. We all know about simultv dot com. dot com.
3: All right, we're back. You're listening to Heart to Heart Radio Show with Dan and Ann, and our guest this hour has been Dan Clark, who is also the co uh, co-host of this show. Dan's website is www.prodigaljourneys.com. We're discussing whether or not God knew His creation would fall. So, Dan, um, you know we've been talking about the prodigal son, and what do you, what do you think yep. is God mad at? Is God mad at us? Is God mad at, you know?
1: You know, I like I said, I, I look at the prodigal son story very similar to the story of Adam and Eve, and uh, it's it's very interesting to me that that it said that they've become like us knowing good and evil. And all I could think about was that at one point when man was in the garden, he only knew good. And Mm -hmm. so in a sense, when this so-called fall happened, he was also now given the ability to hold darkness in his hand. And so, In a way, you know, like we're playing God. I mean, you know, we can go out and kill a thousand people today or we can love a thousand people today. And there's a million different things in between love and hate. Sorrow, sadness, joy, elation, ecstasy. There's all these things to learn how to triumph how to fall how to how to be low how to be high there's a million different things to experience in this life so in a sense like the prodigal son there was not a big condemnation. There was actually an expectation that he would come to the end of himself. Meaning he would explore all these different things. And like it said, he ended up in the pit. He made his way back home. There was a great rejoicing. And you know, the Kabbalists say something sort of similar that, that God was this big piece of glass. I believe it was David Aaron and said that this glass exploded into a million fragments and the glass was God. And we're all parts of that fragment trying to come back together. But what I like about that, and what I like about the idea that maybe God was aware of the fall. You know, Mm -hmm. I thought about this, I've reasoned about it, I've prayed about it. Is God all knowing or isn't he? Amen. Yeah, does he know the beginning from the end? Yes. It says he's Alpha and Omega. And, and so and I, Daniel- I
2: can and then
3: you mean that God knew the end from the very beginning,
2: do, yes. do you know,
3: and because here's the thing, you're right. It does say in the Bible that God knows every hair on our head, uh, that he knows when we rise, when, when we go to sleep, when we go out, when we come in, he, he, he knows our very thoughts that we think. I mean, that's what it says. We say that God knows everything. We believe that he is the alpha and omega, that he is all knowing all everywhere present. I mean, do we really believe this or because if God didn't know that it was going to be to happen, then, then we're splitting our brains because we're saying that God didn't know. So does he know everything or doesn't he know everything? Yeah. Which is it?
1: And, the, and that's the thing. That if you just dramatize it, if you just say, okay, there's God over there sitting in his chair, right? Yeah. And he sees his serpent that he knew fell, right? There was a serpent that wanted to be like him, God, right? Yes. yes. And, and he's watching them. He's watching him. And he's like, no, 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 Satan, don't you go talk to my yeah. I just created this whole thing. Don't <laughs> yeah. you go in. I'm mean, being I'm serious. I know. You know. I mean, I'm literalizing it. You know, don't you talk to, to Eve, Eve, don't you talk, Eve don't, Adam, Adam, boom, you know? Don't do okay, it. Over. Don't eat it. Yeah, exactly. It. And it's like, could you imagine? Now now here's the thing. Here's the thing I thought I think about. I use this analogy. If you had a corporation, a brand new factory that you just set up, shiny floors, beautiful machinery, all these people that were excited to, to, to be there working and, and they just so glad to have a job, they're gonna make good money, everything's wonderful. And you got the union stewards outside. You know, the ones that said, hey guys, you're not being paid enough. Hey, you need to make more. Hey, this place is ripping you off. They're making all the money. Now, what would happen? If one of those men were going to sneak into your corporation and, and, and start messing with the heads of the people like Satan did with Eve, you start messing with his, her head, right? Yeah. You, you anybody would say, they, they'd tackle them. They'd send the guards they in. Would. They would. They'd, they'd cuff them. They'd take them out, right? Yes. They wouldn't let them destroy their corporation. Their No infrastructure right so this is what's the mystery is now think about it so here God is right now is he more powerful than Satan yes and see I've I've said this in churches I've said that you know Satan's coming in and and God could have grabbed him by the little panties by the little you know belt and said no 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 and and put him over here but he doesn't
3: no He he doesn't
1: doesn't woo and then man sins and God's mad and then Jesus comes on the scene, and this God, and, and here's a schizophrenia. I want to use that word of the Bible. The yeah. Old Testament, you know, God's angry. You know, he's having people being beat with jawbones of an asses and, and wiping out all people and, and mad and angry and jealous. He's, he's got all these names he's been given, mm-hmm. and you don't know what to think. I mean, when I used to be a Jehovah's Witness, I was terrified of you know the Old Testament. But then when I read the New Testament, and Jesus was like, "My God is love. Yeah. I didn't come to judge. Yes. Um, stop, turn around." Um, what's what's some of the other ones that he used? Um, Father, forgive them. They don't know what they do. Yes. Um, uh, what else? Uh, there's another one, and and it just goes on and on. But the whole message I got was Jesus. Wasn't genociding. From what I've seen, he's he's not just waiting to genocide us. He's he even said this was a weird one. But he says, I tell you, love your enemies and pray for those who persecute you. Yes. And, and, and you know what? He demonstrated it. He demonstrated it. We you know when they were piercing them and killing him and crucifying them. He said, Father, forgive them. He actually Showed and he and he said this. If you've seen me, you've seen my father. So you know what I think about Jesus. What I think Jesus came to set the record straight. Mm-hmm. I think Jesus came to say, no, my father's like this. Yes, son. My father says seventy-seven times seven. You can't forgive enough. Yeah, you know, my father says I- I'm not here to judge. You yes. know what I you wanted? Know the conclusion I realize. What sin is enough sin missing the mark is enough punishment for us we don't have to be burned in hells we don't have to be tortured the rest of our life we don't have our have to have our heads whacked off with sickles you you know what i mean here's here's the thing when after this sort of fall happened right there's a lot in the bible that says good comes out of the bad right Haven't you been changed because of your hardships and things? Yes,
3: Dan, absolutely. I'm thankful to God for the hardships and the trouble that I've gone through and I've had to overcome, you know? Yes. Yes.
1: And it says it produces gold in us. It, yes. it, it, it says so that a pearl is made by the tough times. A pearl is is because of the friction within the shell makes the pearl. The refiner's fire brings forth the dross so that you have pure gold. God wants us to become pure gold. And here's what I want to say.
3: And like him, right? And like him. Yes. You know? yes.
1: And, and here's, here's the thing. We are missing out because we're focusing our intention and the church has got us focusing our attention on the wrong thing. You're sinners saved by grace. Jesus has come to execute. That is not what Jesus said. Jesus said, do not marvel at these things that I do. Raising the dead. This, he said, in fact, it would be evidence that you are my followers if you did the things that I did in greater you'll yes, do yes
3: yes he said these in greater you will do that's right
1: yes he also said you will be the light of the world yes. oh, my, oh my goodness I meditated on that one day and I went oh my god is Jesus trying to pass a mantle is he trying to hand off well here's the thing I realized Jesus's last name was not Christ, Jesus, the anointed of God. It was, it was Christ, but it was Jesus, the anointed of God. Jesus wants us to be anointed. He wants us to, to, to be in our consciousness. He wants us to surrender into becoming more, doing more, being more to the point where we're like him now you can argue all you want but he says as i'm in union with the father and he's in union with me that you would come into union with us paul said yes uh, he says oh how i labor until christ Christ be be formed formed in you you." yes we have enormous enormous we don't even know we have no idea of who we could become when christ the spirit of truth the consciousness of christ the same consciousness that was in christ reigns in our temple and jesus said that could happen on earth what good would it be in heaven you know what he said right right what wasn't it wonderful what paul did he said christ reign in me now he said and oh how i labor till that spirit of truth christ reign in you And he wasn't talking about a person. He was talking about the consciousness that was in Jesus. Jesus said, there's something greater in me that does the work. It's the father who does the work in me. And he says, if you will open up to it, the father wants to do the work in you and me so that we can be a light in this dark world.
3: So Dan, so so we are no longer in my mind dummies. We're God's masterpieces he loves us and if we keep on saying that we're dumb and we're stupid and we're sinners dan that's not good we need to do dale carnegie's thing give a dog a good name and he will turn out to be good we've got to go guys all right we've got to wrap it up here tonight um i'm enjoying this discussion with you dan thank you for being with us tonight thank you Mark. For more information about Dan Clark, you can visit www.prodigaljourneys.com. We'll be back next week with another edition of Heart to Heart Radio Show with Dan and Ann. And to find out about our show, you can go to the X-Zone Broadcast Network. That's www.xzbn.net or to hearttoheartradioshow.com. All right, you guys, we've really enjoyed this. Thanks for joining us tonight. Yes, thank And thank thanks you everybody. again, Dan. Good night, all.
2: Good night.
0: If you are looking for a safe zero calorie natural option to the harmful artificial sweeteners on the market today, Just Like Sugar is what you're looking for.
2: Live streaming events from around the world, interactive online network, and much more. Tomorrow's TV today, Simul TV. Sound too good to be true? Well it's not. You can have SIMU TV today. Sign up at SimulTV.com. Do it today.